Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Welcome to the recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. We're breaking down our friend Nick Onkin, master celebrity <laughs> photographer. I don't know what else to say. Photographer guru. Photographer extraordinaire. Ex- extraordinaire. Yeah, the uh, cha- the champion of all personal brand photography. I don't know. <laughs> Amazing guy. Super powerful interview. And uh, of course, joined by my wife, our CEO, AJ Vaden, why don't you kick us off? What did you think about the interview? Yeah, and I'm actually going to refer to my notes because this is one of those interviews where you kind of just get lost in the conversation. Nick is so conversational. He's just kind of a wealth of knowledge. And so I'm going to refer to my notes. I had five main points that oh, I'll try to fit. Five or? But I'm going to try to fit them into like make them all fit. So my first one is just that great reminder that People connect to you through seeing photos of you Mm. and this digital landscape that we live in and the virtual atmosphere and how most of us are interacting today. The pictures of you that you post on social media is how people connect with you. And, you know, I, I know so many friends, professional and personal colleagues who, who say social media is just not for me, or I just do it for personal or I only do it for professional. And we're in this really interesting time where, well, kind of digital is the way. And that is how people connect to you and see you as human. Like this is the human interface. And that is that personal dialogue. And you know, it's interesting. I was at a friend's house this weekend and she had her friend over there who I had never met before. And she said, yeah, I told her to follow you a few months ago. And she said, I know that you post like tons and tons of stuff about personal branding. And I was like, oh, yeah, 
you probably haven't seen any of that. <laughs> All I really post is uh, pictures of my kids. And she said, actually, I really enjoy just getting to know you and your family. She goes, I love the fact that I'm meeting you for the first time. And I actually feel like I already know you. Oh, that's and cool. She, I didn't know this. You didn't, I didn't realize, I missed this part yeah, of the conversation. We were in the kitchen and she said, actually, I've seen your kids kind of grow up over the last six months. Wow. And, you know, I have a one-year-old and we, we have a one-year-old. We, I played a, <laughs> I played a part. I had a, I had a role in it. You did. And uh, it was just really interesting. And it, to me, I was like, man, I'm behind, I'm behind the game here. I'm behind the eight ball. Like, I don't know you and I don't know your three kids. And I felt really behind because she was like, yeah, I've been following you. She goes, I love the pictures of your kids. I love seeing your family. She goes, your kids are so cute. And she already knew so much. And it's like, we all, it was like almost gave us a launching pad for this new friendship, for this mm. new conversation. And I had never really viewed it through that lens before. And I actually felt like I was missing out because I, I didn't have that same background knowledge on her. And it was this very weird aha moment. And so when Nick talked about in the interview of, hey, we connect to people through seeing pictures of them, it was this great aha coming to fruition in this very first encounter of, wow, that really, that really connects. That really makes sense. It's almost like it accelerates the relationship. In so many ways. And I think it's funny because our feeds are probably completely inverse. Oh, Mine's almost definitely. entirely business. I Mine's share, almost all personal. I do share personal stuff and stories, but not even that often. And yours is almost entire, your feed is entirely personal. So <laughs> sometimes, like I many things, when you add a Rory and an AJ, you have a great, you've got a great a wide spectrum thing. Here. But yeah, well, that's super powerful. You know, Nick said that the camera sometimes adds a few pounds to 10 pounds. I've never met a camera that added less than 20 pounds to me, but I wasn't upset by that. And my biggest takeaway from, uh, from him, which is I think what his thing is all about, is elevated realism. And it reminded me of what Kristen Gisa said a few weeks ago about TV. I think she called it heightened authenticity. Yeah, about similar. Being, so, yeah. Similar, like, it's like be yourself, but bigger, you know? A simple tactic, and just that phrase I think is super powerful, elevated realism. And when you look at his photos of Justin Bieber or of any of the people that he's taken, you, you see this like, oh, that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. I think of Lewis behind the hot air balloons. Lewis, they did a photo shoot. That really stuck in your mind. It really did. I mean, <laughs> well, and, and so this was a tactical point that, you know, for someone, I've never put a lot of stock in photography, huh? pun intended. But as someone learning a lot more about it and placing a much higher value on it, a simple tactic of make sure the background of your photo is a part of telling the story. And yeah. I thought that was just a super simple thing that we underestimate. It's like a very subconscious thing of what's going on in the background. But particularly when you're doing elevated realism and you're producing an energy and an emotion with a photo, that sort of faded background, but like whatever it is, contributes a lot to that. And I thought it was a both a tactical tip and, and also like a very artistic tip for how to do that. So that was a big, yeah, big one for me. Yeah, and that transitions into my second, third, fourth <laughs> point I'll put into one, which is make sure that your pictures and your captions make sense. Oh, yeah. And that's really simple. Hashtag, what was it? Girls with irrelevant, irrelevant. captions. <laughs> 
why has it got to be just girls, Nick? Come on. But yeah, so I just, I think that was really an aha moment because I spend a ton of time looking up pictures and reading captions and social media by trade quite a bit. And I just thought it was really interesting. And, you know, so I started actually going back through some of our teammates' profiles while I was like listening to the podcast. And I was like, oh yeah, make a note. Oh, make a note there. And it was like one of those aha moments where it's like, okay, if you're fully dressed, standing by the edge of an ocean or by the edge of a pool. And it's like, okay, first of all, that makes no sense to me. Why are you in a suit by the ocean? And then two, like reading the captions and I'm like, oh, okay, I totally get what he's saying. And I already knew that where it's like, hey, if you're in a bikini or if you're shirtless, a shirtless male, why are you like posting about deep thought and soul searching? And it's like, is that, are, are you finding your soul easier because you have no shirt on? I'm not sure like what's happening there, but it's like, how are you making sure that your captions and your posts connect in an authentic and real way? And are you just picking pictures you like, or do they actually help project the content? And I thought that was a really good way of looking at it. It's, and I think you could start either way. It's like, what picture do I have that's representative of this content that I'm trying to post? But then also, what pictures do I love? And what does that tell me to say? Mm-hmm. What does that prompt me to say? Sto- what even feeling, the story of that picture. Yeah, like what feeling does it kind of create in me? And I think you could go either way, right? You could start with the content and find the picture, start with the picture and create the content. But I just making sure they connect was a big aha. Yeah. Not necessarily a new one, but a, oh yeah, need to make sure we do that. Yeah. Just little conscious things like this that yeah. make a huge difference. And I think that, yeah, it seems like it would be easier to find a picture that you love and, and then, then tell it, a story mm-hmm. and theory from that. But yeah. So anyways, my second big takeaway, which... I totally understand with physical products, but didn't necessarily connect so clearly to personal brands is that different packaging results in different pricing. Different packaging results in different pricing. We all know that the way, you know, when you buy a- I hate that's Coke. Yeah, like Coke or coffee, or you, you can go, what's the difference between a Starbucks coffee and a 7-Eleven or a, <laughs> you know, whatever, like- Air Jordans or what I grew up on, which was Air Jordash. There's there's certain <laughs> things that you expect in the packaging, right? Apple has Air a Jordash. Is that real? Yes, it's well, it's called Jordash, but I called it Air Jordash. But it was from Payless Shoes. That's oh yeah, well, Jordash shoes, but I call it Air Jordash because I wanted Air Jordans. This is the whole story of my life. All of my ambition comes from the fact that I could not afford Air Jordans when I was a kid, and so I wore Air Jordash. And then I was like, one day I'm going to be able to buy Air Jordans. And, and you still don't have any. I don't have any, but Jasper got some, which are yeah, pretty sweet. Wholesale. Anyways. Nordstrom, yeah. Nordstrom Rack on discount. But, <laughs> but nonetheless. so your pictures, your photography as a personal brand represents a huge part of your packaging. It's funny because on the one hand you go, how come this photographer will charge me 500 and this photographer will charge me 5,000? Mm. But that's also probably the difference between you charging 500 and you charging 5,000 for whatever the thing is that you're doing yeah. and at least making a connection in your mind to go, my photography is directly correlated to the price that I can charge. An excellent photography allows me to charge more. It enhances the perception of my credibility. And that was just a really important connection for me. Yeah. Well, again, great transition to my next one, which was, I'm literally reading my notes because I tried to capture this. You are creating the perception of what you want people to see you as. Mm. 
right? Your pictures, your imagery creates the perception of how you want people to view you, see you. You're creating the lens in which they put all of their thoughts around you. And I think that to your point, it's a really big deal. Big deal. It's the way that you project yourself and your imagery. It is the perception that people have and you actually have influence over that, right? These are your pictures. And I think that is a big deal and that is really important. And I, I really love that. It's like, hey, if people see you as one way, well, you can change that. Yeah. Post different images, Empowering. post different pictures, create different content. You have that power, use it. And you can do it through your images and your story. And then the other thing that I had kind of noted in this area is that people want to see you as human, which is why I post so many personal, personal pictures. I've decided through Nick's mine. interview, <laughs> <laughs> it's because I have the human element. That's, that's what I'm going with. Uh, but I think that's really important. And, and actually, it was really interesting because as I was listening to his interview and I was like looking through my own feed of like, okay, okay, I see how that connects and I see how that connects. And as I asked myself, I was like, how do I really want people to perceive me? And I think for me, it's like, yes, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Brand Builders Group and I do all this stuff work-wise, but more than anything else, I want to be seen as Jasper and Liam's mom. Mm. Like that truly is. It's like, that is my number one priority. It's my number one calling all things and Rory's wife, right? You know, I'll take that too. And child of God. Daughter of God. All the things. But, you know, I I think that was really, that was like an aha moment. Your personal, the personal things in general. Yeah, like that I would, I would much rather be seen as a human being versus a CEO or this or that. It's just, just me. And I think that too is very reflective of what you get in my feed. And that was completely unintentional. Now I will put some intention to that. But it also was an aha moment of... It could be good to put a business call to action in there every <laughs> once in a while too. I to- do. <laughs> I know I do. you do. You do. I tie it in occasionally. But then I just, you know, that it's a completely different feed than you would have found two years ago. Yeah. And it's funny to me because people will comment on my profile or they'll message me and they'll say you have a beautiful family and I'm going, oh, they must follow AJ um, because they're, I don't post a ton of the pictures, but I do. Or they'll see us and they'll be like, I love keeping up with your family. And I'm like, oh, you've been following AJ. But again, I just thought it was like a very interesting thing. And then the last thing that I had kind of had that connected to all of this is being seen as human and creating this perception of how people want to view you is uh, that's a, also a direct indication of the type of photographer that you work with. Mm. And I thought this was really great. And it's not pick the photographer because you love their photos. It's like, we actually work with a ton of photographers and brain builders group. We have probably a half a dozen or a dozen photographer clients. And actually, I love all of their work equally. You've got anyone, I mean, I wouldn't even go through their names because I don't want to miss anybody, but amazing talented individuals. You've got lifestyle, you have wedding, you've got corporate, you have celebrity. I mean, you've got all these amazing individuals. But then he said, it's not, do you like their pictures? Or it's not even, can you afford them? It's, do you see yourself in their pictures? Yeah. And as soon as he said that, I was like, ding, ding, ding. I know exactly the person that I would want to be seen in their photos. Oh, like it was like an immediate aha. It wasn't like, hey, because there's a lot of photographers I sense, I that sense I love. a bill coming into the Vaden, <laughs> the Vaden household shortly. But it was as soon as he said that, I was like, 
those are the pictures that I would want to see myself in. That's awesome. Those are representative of me and how I want to be perceived and how I want to be seen as a human. It was instantaneous and no one had ever put it that way before. Yeah. It's, you know, what pictures do you want to be seen in? And it was an aha moment. So ask yourself that same question when deciding, you know, who to work with. It's not, do they take good pictures? Can they touch it up? It's, could I be seen in these photos? Do I want to be seen in these photos? Yeah. Interesting. That was my last one. Interesting. So for me, my final one, which ties in with a lot of what has been said here, but specifically in terms of a tactical strategy for planning a photo shoot was actually, let me think about this. We plan where we're going to go. We plan what we're going to wear. We plan who is going to do the shoot. But the thing that I bet almost none of us plan, and I definitely don't plan, which Nick is saying is the key is what emotion mm. do I want this photo to represent? And I think of Lewis specifically because, number one, Lewis said photography was his number one secret, which blew me away to this day. That just like blows my mind. But I also think that him and Nick specifically, the two of them work really well together. And there's a very specific, clear sense of emotion in each different shot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they plan for weeks, some of these months. Some months. Yeah. They're, these are detailed planning around these shoots. And I don't think you don't necessarily have to go to that level, but just going like, what is the emotion or the energy that I'm trying to convey? Mm-hmm. And in, at the okay. end of our phase one event, we take people through an exercise called brand characteristics list, where we create a list of adjectives that, that should be used to describe your brand. And that you come up with that first before you start design. Well, I've just never thought about applying that so much to a photo shoot, but you totally mm-hmm. should. And I think that was something that Nick didn't direct say, but it clicked for me in terms of tying two things together. So uh, what would be your word? What would be yours? I haven't planned what? this. I've got to think. I, no, I, on, just what would be your emotion? I think mine would be inspiration. Like mm-hmm. I think that would probably be my whole thing would just be inspiration, like overcoming obstacles and setbacks and like mm-hmm. being the one who defied the odds. But just even knowing that, that would drastically change the type of photo shoot you would have. And all of my photo shoots are like suit and tie in a studio, with a white headshot, with a white background. Like, or on you on stage or you in an audience. And it is, that's why I asked. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking of all your pictures. And I've never done this other than the one shot shoot that I did with Nick. <laughs> that's why I'm asking. And that's a big light bulb. Like of all the guests that we've had on, this is probably one of the areas in personal branding where I would give myself an F. <laughs> Like I have, I have missed the boat, completely undervalued, completely underplanned, completely failed. And just, I'm going, what a wake up call to a Mm. whole radical, I got to completely change my mindset. If you have as many photo shoots as our kids have. Yeah. Now that's, what's funny is you do them for the family and we have great family pictures but you know, the other thing for me emotionally and, and, and you listening, this might be you too, that I think this interview really helped me with was, I think I'm, a, I'm very concerned about coming across as arrogant. Yeah. And so if my feed is a bunch of pictures of me, I've always felt like that would just be like um, self-absorbed and- All in context, right? All in context, but just you know, hearing Nick kind of talk through, it's like, no, that's how people get to know you. It's not, hey, look at me, I'm amazing, I'm gonna post all these pictures of me. It's, 
a new, every picture has, like you said earlier, a new story about my life, a new dimension that people can connect with. And that was really enlightening for and me. And this whole component of like, if you did everything through the filter of inspiration, then the picture should make me feel inspired. Right. It's like, I love looking at a, a bunch of Lewis Howes photography via Nick Onkin, because to me, they're very adventurous. Yeah. Right. They're in helicopters and on planes in Iceland and they're in uh, Cappadocia, which I thought was Cappadocia for my entire life until this interview. That's okay. Um, I thought bar three was Bari. So bar, yeah. Bari class. But to all that, it's very class. adventure and it's very <laughs> uh, inspired ish, but through the lens of adventure. But I think if you did that, you would probably have a different context of the types of photos and how you took them and why you would post them. And anyways, I just, I thought that was a really great point. So I was curious what you would say. Totally. Well, anyways, so there you go. That is some great ideas mm -hmm. and some places at least where I have failed and excited to see how that shapes the future of what we do with our personal brands. Hopefully it helps you. And thanks for being here. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 